Hello, welcome back to- I don't know why I always wave. I wave like this. Hello. <laughs> I, do, I do this every time. Yeah, I always- every time I say the word peace, I make a peace sign. Which I well, say it every day when I'm getting off the phone with Waffles. So that's- <laughs> he doesn't see that. Yeah, anyways. I can't say the word peace without making a peace sign. And apparently I can't say the word hello with waving in the worst way. Um, <laughs> so welcome back to this mess, otherwise known as the 2AM Campfire Club. Uh, this week we're talking no, you about... You, you oh, forgot. I did it again! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep. We're keeping this in. This is all staying. Yes, we, yes, we are. I'm Reagan. And the star of the show this week <laughs> is so, Ethan. As you can as you can see, this week has been a disaster. So, on that note, we're gonna talk about bad things. Yeah. So, bad things that have happened to specifically Ethan because nothing yeah. bad has ever happened to me in my life. Yeah. I've undergone no adversity. <laughs> you know, specifically not just like. We're not just talking about bad things that have happened. We're specifically talking about, like, medical, bad medical things that have happened to me. Some of these are funny. Some of these are more frustrating than anything. Or, like, sad. Because I've got some fun ones. For someone who is, like, I'm a very careful person. I do not take risks. And I'm very afraid of getting hurt. And yet I somehow manage to do it a lot. So, yeah. That's the journey we're going on today. So yeah, I don't know where to start. We didn't do a whole lot of planning for this one. Um, we never do. Yeah, that's not true. I mean, we had like a whole layout planned for the Demon Slayer one. That's true. You did planning for that. Yeah, and you did planning for the Star Wars ships one. <laughs> we do planning for all the bad ones. <laughs> all the nuts. Like, if we're talking about something serious, no planning. Nope. That's... That's not entirely true. Yeah, it's not. But yeah, it's really just if we get really into something, we both kind of do the thing where we just spend a lot of time really focused on it because while also procrastinating for the other stuff we have to do. So that's what happened. So I was very excited about the Demon Slayer one. So that's why that happened. And I was very excited about the Star Wars ships one because... Why wouldn't you be? As you should be. Yeah, as you should be. Um, but yeah, I guess I can go in like chronological order. Let's see. So the first one would be the time I cut my hand open, which let's, that would have been crap. Um, like 10, maybe nine and a half, 10 years ago. Is that right? I think that's right. But yeah, so the story behind this one's pretty simple. It was summer break. My mom was painting a room in our house. It was around lunchtime. So she just made lunch. She cut up an apple for me. But for some reason, I very much so did not like the way this apple was cut. And so, you know, I'm like seven or eight. (laughs) And I decide, you know what? Let me cut myself a brand new apple. So I go over. I wash the apple. I get it ready. I grab a knife start cutting away but i don't see i don't remember exactly how it happened because it was like a long time ago when i was pretty young i was in second grade but i must have been cutting with my non-dominant hand and also i've heard even though no one else was in the room everyone tells me doing it while holding the apple in the air which i don't think that's true but everyone else seems to which no one else was there in the root. Wow, that's not true. I'll get to that part later. But so I had like cut deep into my hand. It's like right in between my pointer finger and my thumb. I have like a pretty big scar that's like maybe a couple inches. And I start freaking out, obviously. I think I, I screamed and started crying, which is as one does when they cut their hand open in R7. Um, <laughs> but so we... My mom comes out from the room she was painting. She's covered in paint, too, which makes it very difficult. My dad, I think, was out of town. So, like, not a great situation to cut my hand open in. And so we, like, tried to stop the bleeding. I'm holding my hand closed, 
we rush to the emergency room, get it stitched up. I'm mostly fine. They basically just wrap it up, say I can't really use my hand for a while, and I go home. But the funny thing is, my sister's side of the story, Lindsay, is really funny because she was in the living room, and my kitchen and living room are like connected. There's like part of a wall in between, but it's mostly open. And so my sister is sitting in the living room watching TV. And I think she changed the channel right before it happened. And so I start yelling because I cut my hand open. And she thinks it's because I she changed the channel. And she's like, okay, I'll change it back. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> my hand's bleeding everywhere. <laughs> and she's like, I'll change the channel back. I'm sorry. Which my mom walks out into that mess. <laughs> I'm not sure what was going through her head. But my dad ended up flying back from wherever he was and meeting us here quickly. I don't think he flew anywhere. I think he drove. I think he was like at a, a retreat thing with his, his work group. But yeah, that was a mess. That was the first time I hurt myself. That was, I want to say that was the least of my injuries. No, no, that was one that was less bad. But it was at a decent place because in the middle of my hand I'm able to just hold it closed like blood's not going to get everywhere it should be okay you can just stitch it up there's not a whole lot of risk of permanent damage although I did miss all the nerves and stuff which is good so like the situation wasn't too bad but then just like a few months I think it was like six months later it was like I want to say it was I want to say it was winter but I am at school all right I'll start this one off by just saying this is definitely the worst of my my things <laughs> I'm about to say. Um very bad. Few funny things come out of it, but also it's like genuinely very bad. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it, but I'll I'll go ahead. I was at the playground. This was I was in third grade. I was at the playground during recess and they had these monkey bars. And I was never very good at the monkey bars, but I went ahead and did these. Um, and one of the bars was, like, not securely in place. Not only that, but also the foothold at one end wasn't securely in place. So I'm, like, grabbing onto this monkey bar, and it twists as I'm trying to grab it. And so my hands slip off of it. I'm falling. I try and put my feet onto the edge. That also spins. I end up falling and landing on the ground and break my arm. But at the time, we didn't know that. So my arm is like pretty messed up. I'm pretty hurt. The teachers run over. They bring me to the They call my mom. But in the front office while I'm waiting, they're like, oh, it's not too bad. You'll be okay. I'm in here wailing in pain, sitting up there crying for like what felt like hours. It wasn't. But here's another place where my sister came in. She had to go to the office for some reason. And so she walks past me and sees me crying. And she's like, what is going on? Did I miss something? But she has to go back to class so she doesn't get to find out. <laughs> but she didn't find out until later what happened. But I, my mom finally gets there. She was at work, which her work is like a solid 30 minutes away from our house. Maybe not. But it was a decent amount of time away. And so she comes to pick me up. And sees my arm. Because on the phone they acted like, oh, it's probably just a sprain. But she sees my arm and you can see the bone through my skin. And the bone is not where it's supposed to be. Like, if you picture my arm, the top half of my bone, like wrist to like the middle of your forearm, was like turned. Like you spun it like a little bit. So like it's sticking out two places the bone is like sticking way up and not where it's supposed to be. And they're like, oh, it's probably just a sprain. Oh my gosh. It was bad. And so we once again rushed to the ER, which I think we went to the mini ER both times. Actually, yeah, this time we did. And we get there and they're like, I don't know what those people were talking about because this is not just a sprain. If you would hit your arm any harder or just bump something on the way here, your bone would have popped through your skin, is what they said. Oh my gosh. Was so this the school nurse who was saying it's fine, it's just a sprain? Yeah. Well, we didn't have a school nurse because the 
school couldn't afford it. <laughs> so they had like a room. They had like a nurse's office just with a bunch of beds. And they just give you ice and tell you to lay down and then send you back to class. Who is they? I think they gave me ice for my arm. <laughs> Who's they though? So it was just like the people in the front office, like the receptionist. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Um Ah, the American so... education system. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jeez. So... <laughs> yeah, it was bad. It gets worse. Um so they the people at the ER basically said we can't do anything about this. This is way outside of our like range of operation. We can't fix this. So they just wrapped it up, sent me home and said, Go find a professional. And so we find someone. We go we go to him and he's like, Um, so you're gonna need surgery. Uh we're gonna need to put multiple pins, like metal rods, into your arm so that the bo- like to hold the bone into place because it's completely in the wrong place and will not fix itself if we don't get it to the right place. So then they wrapped it up better because they knew more of what they were doing. Closer to the right place for now, you'll just have to deal with it until you can get surgery. I got surgery. I don't remember a whole lot about the surgery. I remember being scared I wouldn't wake when they put me down or put me under anesthetics. I also found out, like, typically they're like, have you count either up or down? I got one number out before I passed out. (laughs) I also don't remember waking up or, like, anything in that realm. I don't remember anything until getting wheeled back to my car in a parking garage. But so I went home. I obviously had to stay home from school for a few days. I remember my dad's work sent me a cookie basket. That made me very happy. All the cookies were car shaped. <laughs> so Why? that was great. I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it would be funny if I'd gotten hit by and they got me car shaped cookie. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> that would be horrible. Uh yeah. So I still got scars because what they did was the pins like not what you would have expected. They didn't like put them lengthwise into my arm. They stuck the pins all the way through uh, so that they would be able to better hold it in place. I remember how itchy casts are. That was a nightmare. And I wasn't allowed to take a shower for a while, which I never took baths as a kid. I only showered, so that was fun. But ended up okay. It was annoying because I couldn't write with my dominant hand in classes and stuff like that for a while. Uh, which is mostly okay, because I'm somewhat ambidextrous. But yeah, that was probably the worst, <laughs> the worst one. Because it was, I still can't believe they tried to tell me it was just sprained. When it clearly wasn't, like, it wasn't even close. Not even a little bit. <laughs> That's all I got for that one. Not fun, but yeah, I don't know. There's not really anything else to say about that. Except for it hurt. People at school were stupid. I did really like the surgeon guy. He was helpful. I think he I think he might have done the surgery himself too. He was really good at what he does. And I think my mom, she hurt her hand a few years ago and she went to the same guy. So that was I don't remember his name, but cool guy. <laughs> um, let's see, what's the next one? I don't think I had anything else until eighth grade. So it was five years. I had two things within six months. And then five years before the next one, which I would like to add, those were both on my left arm, my dominant arm. I somehow had them both happen to the same arm. So that was very unfortunate. Yeah. I don't think you've had... No, I have had... This next one's about my right arm, which it just seems to be whatever is least convenient at the time is the one that could hurt. <laughs> oh, is this the bad <laughs> Yeah, this is the bad one. Okay. <laughs> so for this one... Uh, my, fi- my, so my grandparents had a tandem bike that they were just keeping in their garage. Um, <laughs> my dad was like, dude, this is really cool. Can we have it? Are you okay? Just this entire, this, this story is so stupid. <laughs> like, this shouldn't have ever happened. I mean, it did though. Yeah. So, yeah, grandparents have a tandem bike. We took it home. It needed, like, some fixing, so we put, like, 
new wheel coverings on it and stuff. But we rode around for a while. One day, my dad was like, here, let's take our 100-pound black lab with us while we ride the tandem bike. And we rode it to a a park that's like a 5-minute, maybe 10-minute walk from my house. So it's not super far away. We could get there in just a couple minutes. Um especially on the bike. So we get on the bike. My dad is holding the dog and in the front seat. So he's steering and has the dog. I want to say he he was doing both of them. I was on the back. So we get to this park and the park is like shaped like a circle. So my dad was like, well, I'm going to take the dog to go pee. I will go around the right side of the circle. You go to the left and I'll meet you on the other side. And I was like, but you just want me to walk? And he said, no, you can, You should ride it. Ride it to the other side. And I was like, but this is a two-person bike. And he said, you'll be fine. I've ridden it one person. So I'm on this bike. I'm trying to control it with only <laughs> one person. And I'm not. I make it like halfway there. And then I like can feel and see myself just slowly tipping over. Which like, I remember it very distinctly in that moment. Feeling myself very slowly tipping over and i couldn't do anything except for like just try and catch myself yeah so i fall i'm sitting there on the ground crying because i hurt myself yeah, pretty good as one does um yeah uh although i am in eighth grade so maybe i i don't know i feel like crying is still fine when you injure yourself pretty good like good enough to where you have to get it like wrapped in stuff but so i yeah i like i think crying is the appropriate response to any injury i'm really scraped up too like my knees are scraped up really good my other arm is all up my arm the one i hurt and so i'm like i like hobble over to a bench and i have my phone on me so i call my dad he doesn't pick up i call my dad again and he still doesn't pick up and i can see him because he's within viewing distance i see him like not as far around as I was. So he's going to have to get all the way around. Like, he's like, gosh, I don't want to do fraction math right now. Um, Yeah, I'm not. I'm tired. <laughs> so he, he has most of the circle left to go is what I'll say. And so I'm like, I'm going to have to wait here forever. And I'm fairly certain that I hurt myself enough to where a doctor needs to see it. And it hurts really bad. <laughs> But there's nothing I can do about it. My dad won't pick up the phone. He can't see me. He's not looking. So I'm just sitting there for what feels like a very long time. Probably like five, maybe ten minutes. Which is still a decent amount of time when you hurt yourself. But, so my dad finally makes it around to me. He basically tells me, okay, I'm gonna ride this home with the dog. Which I'm like, no, you're not riding it alone home with the dog. I just hurt myself while riding it alone with the dog this cannot end well and he says okay let's just try and ride it back together so i'm on the tandem bike again my dad has the dog (laughs) in in the front i'm riding in the back still probably crying i think we're trying to make it home we make it into our neighborhood and we're like this just isn't working we can't keep no so he leaves me in front of one of the houses uh with the dog and the bike and like runs the rest of the way home he might have brought the bike i don't really remember but so he gets the car, brings it over, brings me and the dog into the car. We go back and they're like, my parents are like trying to figure out if I actually hurt myself. And I'm like, yes, I did. I, I, I did. And they spent like, it was probably 30 minutes. I want to say maybe, maybe no, it was more. It might've been an hour or two where they were just like, should we take him to the doctor? Or is he making a big deal out of nothing? Oh my gosh. Um, so finally they're just like, all right. We'll just take him. I fractured my elbow. So it's not like a horrible injury. Enough to where I did need to go somewhere and shouldn't just leave it. But it's not nearly as bad as cutting my hand open or almost having a bone go through my skin. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if that's the scale. So, yeah, I get that wrapped and they're basically, it'll take a few, probably take like a month to heal. But that... This is like on a Saturday, and I think the next week, the next week, no, it was a weekday. I think it was the next Friday. I had a big band performance. So I was, I was in the jazz band at my middle school. I was the only one that played guitar and had multiple solos. 
and it was the biggest performance of the year. And I was like, I can't miss this. This is like an actually big deal. Is there, and this is on my right arm. So that's the arm I strum the guitar with. I'm playing guitar and the strumming arm is in the elbow, which is what you use to strum is, is fractured. So I basically, we basically just have to ask the doctor and we're like, am I able to play guitar? And he's like, not a question I've gotten before, but it won't do more damage. It'll probably hurt. So I avoid practicing any guitar for like a week because they said I can't. I wanted to heal as much as possible before I go. So finally, we're there. I play the performance. We have to like on the spot, unwrap my arm, take it out of a sling. And then I just go up on stage after not playing for a week. I play guitar. Absolutely kill it. My solos went great. We got the highest score. So yeah, ended up great. Only hurt a lot. (laughs) 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 I mean, it's not the worst ending to that story. It could have got a lot worse. It is just such a frustrating circumstance, though, that A, it happens right when my big band performance is. B, I shouldn't have been riding a tandem bike alone, because that's just not a good idea. And C, we shouldn't have brought the dog and the tandem bike at the same time. And also, my dad didn't pick up the phone. I don't think he had his phone on him, which was also not a great plan. So, a few just bad decisions in there. (laughs) My dad said he felt bad afterward, because he's like, you told me. You told me you shouldn't be riding the tandem bike alone, and I had you do it anyway. But it was fine. I mean, it's I'm fine now. It ended up being okay. I was able to do my performance. I did well. Didn't end up hurting anything. So well, except my elbow. But <laughs> uh, yeah, not the worst story. It's probably yeah. the least bad one yet. But that's all my injuries. But we haven't gotten to my surgery, my oral surgery. Before that, should we do an intermission and I can tell about my two injury stories? Yeah, yeah, we should both do that. So dumb. Because <laughs> my last so one dumb. will be long and frustrating. So. Um. I think it's my So I've never had any, like, I've never broken any bones, to my knowledge. And the reason why I say to my knowledge uh, will be explained. But I've never, like, had to go to the ER or the hospital or anything for, like, an injury. I did have a lot of health issues as a child, which we could talk about. But for now, I'm just going to tell you about the two injuries that I got that have permanently damaged me. Despite the fact that I did not break any bones nor fracture anything, to my knowledge. Oh, wait, I have another. Okay, sorry. I just remembered (laughs) another one. Like, go ahead. Um, the first one was in maybe... Oh, it's raining. Um, was in, I don't know, sixth or seventh grade. And I used to go to this thing called homeschool PE, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's just PE for homeschoolers. Like, a, it's, it's just at the Orlando Rec Center, and you just got together in the gym, and we played sports. And As one does. I didn't... Yeah, I didn't actually get injured in the PE. It was afterwards. We were all just hanging out and we were playing this game called Tops, which is basically just not it's not actually the best idea because you're basically you're using a basketball when you realistically should be using like a volleyball because you're you're like hitting it to each other with your fingers and so you're not allowed to catch it. That's stupid. That's just setting yourself up. That's just setting yourself up to get hurt. Like so, it's like I'm sorry. Just plays tennis with a bowling ball. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's just it's a very simple game. You just hit it back and forth, um, like. And you don't, you just use basically like your your fingers and your hands and you don't catch it. If you catch it or if it gets on the ground, like, then you have to pick it up and start all over again. Um, and so you're just trying to like get the a high streak. And so the ball came to me and it just, it hit my hand in such a way, it hit my right hand. Thankfully, it was my right hand, not my left hand, because my left hand is my dominant hand. And it bent my two, like, middle fingers back. So it bent my middle finger and my ring finger back. 
um, oh, I, really, oh. like, really far. And then it, both of them were, like, super, it really hurt. And both yeah, of them were, I mean, like, I'd imagine, I'd I imagine was, that really hurt. Yeah, like, it hit him really hard. And, yeah. I mean, that's exactly what you expect to happen when you play that game. <laughs> yes. But <laughs> I can yes. imagine the pain. And it, it just really hurt. And I just, like, I don't even, like, I started crying because, you know, as one Yeah, does. as you should. As you should. And, I'm really trying to remember what I think what happened was I was in so much pain that so I was there with my aunt and my cousins because that's like who I homeschooled with that I think I was in enough pain that my aunt took me to my mom's office rather than taking me back home um because like I just spent all my time at home alone during the day normally but I was like I went to my mom's office and was just lying on her couch in her office because she's a therapist just crying and clutching my fingers and I don't I don't know like it it felt like my my ring finger recovered but my my middle finger was sore for like days and to this day like I don't know if you can see but there's like a gap between yeah, my, yeah, there my is. ring finger and my, and it's not that's not true on the other hand. Um, yeah, this, this like sw- this swelled up and never went back down like at, at right here. Um, yeah, I see that. <laughs> have you gotten that looked at? No. Maybe you should think about that. It's possible things are just still not in the right place <laughs> yeah, to this it's day. It's possible that I broke my finger and didn't realize it. And you never but got it like, fixed, so it it fixed wrong. Yeah, it's possible, but it's like fine. Other, I'd like, even it say it's likely. <laughs> it's it's like it doesn't hurt and it bends in all the right directions. And there's there's no other problem other than the fact that there's like a gap now. Um, yeah, that's that's wild. Yeah, I mean, I, as I, I said, mean, I that's wasn't... to be expected when you <laughs> you play that game. <laughs> <laughs> um, who, I... who created that? Was that like a an activity I... created by the people there? Yeah, I mean, it was just, like, an activity that the kids were doing. Okay, um, so it wasn't, like, told to do that by adults. No, 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 no. That was not, like, an adult. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, it wasn't during one of the sports we were actually playing. It was afterwards. We were just hanging out, and there were, like, a bunch of basketballs lying around because we were in a basketball court. How old were you? <laughs> I was... This would have been probably sixth or seventh grade, so I would have been... Ooh, it must have been... Could have been fifth grade. I don't know. I See, really don't remember. I feel like at that age you should have known <laughs> yeah. that it wasn't a great idea. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, but that's the thing was... is like there were so people of so many ages there because it was just yeah. like if you're a student like if you're a student you were allowed. So there were like teenagers, like sixteen, seventeen year olds there. Yeah. And so it's just like this is fine. <laughs> this <laughs> like, shouldn't be people There's no way it should have gone that far. <laughs> I know. Like I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel bad laughing about that. I mean, I, I was mean, laughing you hurt at the yourself. Bike thing. Yeah, <laughs> that one wasn't me that did that though. I said some. I literally spoke up and was like, "This is a bad idea." And he's like, "It'll be like, fine." Like ordinarily, you just. I just think you know you don't think about those things because like ordinarily it's fine because like if you're if you have proper technique, it's not causing any problems. But you know when you're like handling a basketball a like that, there is a big yeah. chance that if you have your hands up and there's a basketball coming towards you, it's just yeah. gonna slam into your fingers. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what you should expect would happen. I would yeah. have been more surprised if no one got hurt. I know it was it was bad but I mean like I said like it, I could have broken something and I didn't know but I wasn't in enough pain that I was like oh yeah I gotta go to the hospital like something's broken yeah. I was just like it just really hurts and was really swollen yeah yeah so I feel like that's better yeah. than some of my stories that was a good one I didn't even know that before I think I've told you all of my stories I've never heard that one it's not like an instinctual thing for me to talk about myself, which is maybe to do with some yeah, personal damage. Is, but <laughs> It's also kind of tough because I'm a person who talks about myself a lot, so that might be me contributing a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I don't, I don't know, like... The thing is, you were like, "Oh yeah, we could, we should tell stories about my injuries," and I was like, "Well, I've never had any issues. Like, yeah. I've never been really." And I was just like, and then you were talking, and and I was like, "Oh, oh yeah, 
that happened, that happened. <laughs> See, <laughs> but... also, you saying something really stupid happened triggered something for me, too. So, <laughs> that was a story I had completely forgotten and wouldn't have brought up, which perfect, um... which... Luckily, it did. It does fall perfectly within the timeline, so it makes sense for where I was. But um, why don't it, you tell that story, and then I'll tell this this one because these have been right. mostly chronological. I'll tell my next. This one, one's. So. I don't. There's not a whole lot to tell. I don't know how it happened. Um, I ha- So I'm pretty sure this was either ninth or tenth grade. So this wasn't too long ago. I think. Yeah, we definitely would have known each other. I was in the band at the youth group. But so, like I said, I still don't know what happened. I wake up one Monday morning. Previous night, I played guitar in the band. I was playing electric guitar. I don't know. I played basketball. Nothing serious happened. It It was a normal youth group night. I go to school the next day, and I wake up, and I'm like, something feels off. But in my neck hurt pretty bad. This must have been 10th grade. Because I rode the bus, and I only rode the bus in 10th grade. So technically, this breaks the chronological order a little bit. But my cur- my next story was told over the course of several years, and still is going on to this day, so it's fine. <laughs> but I, for some reason, like couldn't turn my neck all the way. So like I could look all the way. I think t- it was to the right. I could look all the way. But I couldn't move it past the middle when I was going to the left. Mm-hmm. And as the day this got, went on, this got worse. I just dealt with it. I woke up. I was like, I got to go to school. I'm not going to do about it. So mm-hmm. get ready, get something to eat, get on the bus, go to school, sit through first period, and it's getting worse. Like at this point, I'm like turned slightly to the right only, and I can't turn it back to the middle. So I'm just like stuck looking slightly to the side. And I'm like silent this whole time because I'm A, very tired, and B, in a lot of pain because it was very painful. It's not nearly as painful as the other things, but it's in enough pain to where having to go through it for multiple hours felt excruciating. (laughs) So then I go to second period. And by the end of second period, I'm stuck looking completely to the right and cannot turn my head. And at this point in the day, I'm like, oh, I I can't keep this up all day. I there's something is wrong. This can't be right. I gotta do something because I literally cannot turn my head. So I just went to the front office after second period. In between periods, called my mom. That school actually had a nurse who told me to put ice on it. Because <laughs> she knew what she was talking about. And as every school nurse does, put ice on it. That fix all of your problems. You're vomiting? Put some ice on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your, your bone's about to pop through your arm? Put some ice on it. Have you simply tried not having your bone pop through your arm? <laughs> yeah, just put it back. What are you doing, man? Here's Have some you ice. Tried getting Go back good. to class. Have you thought about getting good? <laughs> wow, it's so helpful. Either that or they'll just tell you to put a Band-Aid on. Yes, yes. It's either ice or Band-Aid or both. Yeah, I mean, that's c- kind of all they can do. Like, that's yeah. all they're allowed to do. But it's still kind of funny. Mm-hmm. But so in any case, my mom comes and picks me up. Uh, she just takes me home. I sit there for a full day and I'm like, this still, I can't move my head still. Something is wrong. She's like, oh, you'll be fine. Just sleep it up. I don't. I, I'm not sure. I'm, I feel like maybe I didn't go to sleep, but I feel like there's a chance I did. I'd say 50-50. She might have taken me somewhere that same day, but we didn't go to the ER or a doctor. We went to the chiropractor who looked at it and he's like, I'm not technically allowed to diagnose this, but you sprained your neck. And I'm like, How? How did I sprain my neck? How did this happen? I don't, still don't know to this day. I My only guess is I was using an electric guitar with a neck strap that was sitting right on my neck. And electric guitars are heavy. I didn't sit down a lot of that time. And I tend to put my weight on my guitar while I'm practicing. So I gotta think that's what caused it. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, I don't know how that happened. It ended up fixing itself within like, I stayed, I think I stayed home for two days and I just went back and everything was fine. 
I still wasn't able to completely turn my head this way for a couple other days, but I didn't really need to do that. So I moved on with my life. <laughs> but yeah, that's just, I never explained that one. The chiropractor also told me they asked if I had been in a car accident. Not like, not recently, but earlier in life. Mm-hmm. Because I have like weird damage in my either neck, or, I think it was neck, maybe back. No. It was in my back. I think it's in like my upper back. One of the the back things is in the right place. The I don't know what it's called. Are you sure? Yeah. It's not quite in the right place. So they were like, it looks like you had whiplash at some point and it did damage. And I was like, the only time I can really think that what happened was when I broke my arm. Because I was Possibly. falling pretty fast then. But yet another thing that's never been explained. I've had a lot of unexplained health issues. I just feel like that one's especially weird. How does that happen? Did I, like, fall out of my bed in the middle of the night and not realize it? Like, how does I mean, this happen? It seems very possible that if you were just putting a lot of pressure on your neck by leaning on your guitar and bearing a bunch of weight there, like, it's yeah. it's very possible that that could have just, that could have caused it. It's possible, but I, I gotta think that's what it was. But that doesn't make it still a little weird, mm-hmm. especially as someone who's been playing guitar at that point for i guess it would have been six years it's not the first time i've used a guitar strap on my neck or played for that long so it wasn't yeah it was just weird especially since i didn't even realize it until the next morning so it was just a weird situation yeah Yeah. so So, you have a story my my other story is it's really short and really dumb basically i tripped and fell that's really the the extent of the story. My friend, like, I have some family friends, and their house is, like, 150 years old and literally falling down at this point. But they're, they had, because, like, it's, it, they're from West Virginia, and their house is on, like, the side of a mountain. West Virginia. And so, yes. Side of a mountain, mama. <laughs> um, <laughs> And so their house, the, the ground has shifted and their house has shifted over the years. And so their floor was like super unlevel. So they like elevated their living room, like, I don't know, maybe five, six inches uh, higher than their like front entryway. And so I was just stepping from their front entryway into their living room and it's like a high step. And I just tripped. Yeah. I tripped over it and I fell. And that was it. And I, it was like fine. I just got up and it was fine. But then from that, from like, from that point on, it messed up both of my ankles. Not like it didn't. It didn't even break. It didn't even sprain them. It was just like I would have. I I go to the chiropractor regularly for my scoliosis, but I would my ankles would lock up and need to be popped in the same way that like my back or my wrists do or my elbows my elbows also pop a lot which they're not actually doing right now which also another thing i went to the chiropractor recently your shoulders yeah Hmm. like when i'm working out yeah my left my left elbow like pops in and out when i do (laughs) push-ups what No, it's it doesn't like it. It doesn't move really. It's just like it's just every time I go down, it just pops. Like there's just a noise, and I go oh, up. Oh gosh! And it pops. <laughs> it's, like, and it's probably not good. <laughs> no, that's definitely not good. I would go. Yeah. I don't think it's just probably. I don't like it. Stopped doing that, but it used to do that consistently. So I would have to get my ankles adjusted, and my ankles are better now, for the most part. Like, for the most part, now I can adjust them myself, like, by just putting pressure on them in the right spots. Um, But for a while, it was like, they would just get so stiff and so tight, and, like, I wouldn't be able to bend them fully without it hurting. And it was just because I tripped and fell. Um, And it, like, it messed a bunch of things up. Because since my ankles were messed up, it would mess up my knees, and then it would mess up my hips. So it's like, yeah. I'm so, like, none of my joints work right. And I mean that quite, like, all of my joints at some point like need to get popped back into place (laughs) and the other thing is i went to the chiropractor recently i went to a different chiropractor than i normally see and she was like oh you've got a bit of hypertension in your right arm which is why it's like does that (laughs) it doesn't go straight it like yeah that's weird 
I Which don't actually like... both my arms do that. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I mean, mine's straight. Oh, that's so weird. <laughs> oh, no. Like. Oh, and it doesn't like hurt that to do that. so it's just, like... comfortable. Which I can't <laughs> I say like... that much because my my mom, she has a condition that makes all ligaments and stuff very like loose. Mm-hmm. She can like bend her hand to where her fingers touch the back of her hand without it hurting, and that's weird. It's like stuff like and there's a bunch of stuff. It's kind of kind of creepy. I don't like yeah. it. <laughs> so I just found out that like I have hyper, and it was weird because like my family, so like my mom's side of the family, we were we were all like I think I I was like stretching my arms out because I was popping all my joints. <laughs> And they were like, "Feels so uncomfortable." Yeah, and they were like, "What is with your freaky arms?" And so we were all like comparing arms, and like both my mom has it, my sister has it, and my my aunt has it. It's the same thing, except but mine it's like the most prominent. It looks like your ends arms are going the opposite (laughs) direction. It's like they're normal when I'm face like this, but it's not quite. It's not actually normal. It's okay. like, oh, it's all like mine are straight. Mine are straight forward. It's a no bend. No, it's yeah. This is still a little bit bent. <laughs> the viewers can't see this. No one can see this but us. Yeah, that's weird. Anyways. I can do that weird for... thing with your thumb where you just go like... <laughs> I hate that so much. <laughs> yeah, I can but do that. For anyone listening who knows us, just ask me to stretch my arms out if you want to see <laughs> my freaky arm. I don't recommend it. <laughs> it's not like, that bad. It's just fine. I don't know. It's just... <laughs> my arms just bend the you wrong way. What's trained. the problem? You may become trained. That's all I have to say. Anyways, that's totally <laughs> off topic. Yeah, I mean, I want to hear. We're talking about, about physical you. conditions, so so this one's the epic story. Oh gosh, I really hate this because this is the one where there's like not a whole lot of funny, and it's really just trauma. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So in it was the summer between eighth grade and ninth grade, so that would have been like let's see, a little under four years ago. Yeah, a little under four years ago, and I was getting braces on. The reason, I I was planning to get them on early, so I'd have them off by high school, but for some reason, for like two full years, I had to get, I had to get a few teeth removed when I was a kid, because sometimes they just wouldn't come out, so I had to get them surgically removed, which I would have told as a story, it's, that's the whole story, you don't really need to know much other than that, but one of the tooth just, teeth just didn't come in. We removed the tooth, but it never came in. It was like one of the canines, so it's the one that you're supposed to have and is important. So I just had a gap in my teeth for maybe even a couple years. We were just waiting for it to grow in, and it did. So finally, I went to the orthodontist to get fitted for braces, and they did the x-rays, and they're like, that tooth is not where it's supposed to be. It's up, like, way up in my gums, almost like near my nose. Like, really not where it's supposed to be. <laughs> they were like, we're going to put the braces on. You'll have to get oral surgery. And we'll connect the chain to the braces and pull the tooth through to put it where it needs to go. So I get the surgery. Surgery goes fine, as far as I know at the time. And I just have to eat, like, only eat smoothies and mashed potatoes for a while. But eventually I'm fine. Then it was about, I think, two weeks. They decided to wait two weeks before they have me go there and they pull the chain. They pull on the chain and my stitches come open. My mouth fills with blood to where like I can't really breathe. Everyone in the room has to leave the room because like my whole mouth is like red liquid, which it was partially spit. It wasn't all blood, but it was enough blood to make it all look like blood. Uh, my mom has to leave the room because she was starting to feel not great from seeing that much blood. Uh, the people are all freaking out, trying to get to stop. Eventually, it does stop bleeding. They're like, well, I guess 
we pulled on it too early. Sorry. Uh, they said I should just go back to the surgeon just to make sure and be safe. But they think they just pulled it too fast. So I go to the surgeon. We waited there for multiple hours. I think it might have been like three to five hours. We were waiting in the front of the office. That might have been an exaggeration. I don't remember it that well. Finally, we get to see him. Multiple. It was at least multiple hours. I think it was probably three. We finally see him. He basically, without looking at anything, without seeing anything, listening to anything we said, said, so you're fine. I did the surgery perfect. Bye. He gave us like two, maybe three sentences. Very arrogant. He was a very arrogant guy, which was his most most prominent feature in my memory, how arrogant he was. And my mom's like, well, we did have an issue, so I don't think everything's perfectly fine. Can you at least check? And he says, no. And he talked very down to my mom, acting like she's stupid. It was very rude. Um, so eventually we just give up and leave. After waiting that long to get your fine and not even check me. It's just really rude. Why didn't mm-hmm. you just say that from the start? Put some ice um, on it. So I they, I went back to the orthodontist, told them what happened. They pulled on the chain again. It didn't bleed, but I was in excruciating pain. Uh, it was very bad. Like, I I would almost say it was worse than breaking my arm and having it almost pop through. It was very bad pain that was constant for about a day after they pulled on it. Um, So they pulled on it. They tied it. They said they were tightening it, which I say, if you guys can't see me, but I did air quotes because of what I'll end up getting to. They did this for about a year and... Nothing has changed. So they look at the x-rays every time. This is like, I'm not sure if it was every other week or once a month, but it was fairly frequently, frequently enough to where they, it was an excruciating pain at least once a month. And so finally they're like, um, they took x-rays multiple times in this, but eventually they're like, it hasn't moved at all. The tooth has not moved. And I'm like, then why, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, why have we been doing it this if it hasn't moved first we had the big blood thing then we have me in excruciating pain to where like i was literally like curling up and having tears involuntarily fall from my eyes due to the amount of pain i was in to where like i couldn't help it and tears were falling out it was that bad and nothing changed nothing has happened and so they're like yeah um, I guess the surgery messed up. And I'm like, the one I had a year ago? And they were like, yeah, you're gonna have to get a new one. <laughs> and so they try, they go ahead and try and send me back to the same guy. The arrogant jerk who messed up my surgery. They're like, yeah, he's sending him to that guy. Turns out he doesn't have his job anymore. He doesn't work there. I have my suspicions that he was fired. I wasn't told that, but I have my I have good reason to think he should be. <laughs> um, I was like good riddance to that guy, but we found another surgeon that was with the same group, uh, that was just a little further away. This guy, I really liked him. He was a very nice guy. He followed up multiple times afterward. Um, ver- did a very good job of explaining everything that happened, what went wrong the first time, how he was going to fix it, all the fail-saves he had in place to make sure it went better this time. And he was also just, like, a very nice and humble guy. He was a pretty old guy. I think all of his hair was white, if I remember correctly. But great dude. He was able to do the surgery. Basically, what happened the first time is, like, if you know when you put, like, a stick in water, or, like... Maybe even not just a stick. Let's imagine you put maybe like a like a boogie board or something. No, that's not a good example because those come up on their own. Like something like a flat a flat plastic object under the water. If you try and pull it up while it's parallel to the ground, it's going to be difficult to pull up. But if you pull it while it's vertical, where there's not as much area getting pushing against the water, there's not as much water to push out of the way, it comes up easily. Just like the example with the stick was, if you have the stick sideways and you pull it, it's going to be harder than if you grab it by the end and pull it. So that's exactly what happened. They attached the the guy for some reason attached the bracket to the side of the tooth to where it had to drag the whole tooth sideways through my gums, which is very difficult to do 
and also very painful to do. But not only was, that, was the tooth like sideways in your in your gums? It was like a little bit, but not so much to where he couldn't get to it. Mm-hmm. The other issue was the chain got all tangled up to where it was like bunched up in some places or like spread out and zigzag in other places to where like it was very like not a straight path Mm -hmm. it was like pulled in a bunch of weird directions and also clumps that just got dragged through with everything else which is why the biggest reason why it was so painful and then another thing he did wrong was that he should have cleared out all the gums to where it was a straight shot to the tooth um, because the gums can heal, but it makes it not only quicker, but less painful. So this new surgeon does all that. I get the tooth yanked on and I'm like shaking because at this point I'm so terrified of going to the orthodontist that when I go even like within a day of going there, every time I think about it, I start shaking. I still do to this day because this was like multiple years ago and I still shake but they had me go in they pull on the chain doesn't hurt at all not even a little bit it did not hurt at all the rest of the process and you could see the tooth visibly within half a year so I'm like then how did they not realize something was off quicker than a full year how how did you do this (laughs) like I blame the surgeon primarily but my orthodontist should have noticed something. That's your job to notice mm-hmm. that. You should know how long it takes and how painful it should be. And yet you have a teenage guy who's in high school in excruciating pain with the tooth not moving for a year. <laughs> I'm like, how did it yeah. go that wrong? Yeah. <sighs> That's the main part of that journey. I still have braces on to this day. The tooth is where it needs to be, thankfully. And right now, all the teeth are where they need to be. And I'm going to get my braces off within the next month. Right before prom, actually. I think I get my braces off the week before prom. But (laughs) they've been telling me I'm going to get them off since November. Every time I go, they say, all right, this is the time. And then they don't. But this time, this time I think it will. Because they last time I was there, they didn't tell me. They said, we're just going to check. And let you know because if it's good i had like one big gap because they were so focused on the top where my tooth was missing they didn't do anything with the bottom for that entire period of time Mm. so i still had a gap down there even though it should have definitely been closed if they had been doing their job but yeah it finally i'm finally about to get it off so i'm just glad i don't have to deal with it anymore that was yeah that was my last story. That one's just frustrating. Once yeah. again, a series of stupid decisions and bad choices made by people that weren't me this time yeah. that led to me being in a lot of pain. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's kind of insane how incompetent doctors can be. Like, yeah. I don't want to say don't trust doctors, but I don't trust doctors. Yeah, I don't. Because I've had so many bad experiences with doctors, which I think is like, I never go to the doctor for any reason ever, which is not good. But it's like... I go to the doctor, but I'm not just going to take their word. Go to multiple doctors to find a good one before I trust their opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's I mean, just, all of these stories are evidence of that. I think. It's so wild to me because like I was so these aren't injury stories but they are doctor stories and I'll make them short because we should probably wrap this up. Both fifth and sixth grade I was supposed to go to public school but I got super sick to the point where I had to be pulled out of school and just homeschooled because I was so I had to to go home from school so often and fifth grade and this is so mind-boggling to me looking back now because I'm like I know for a fact now I was not sick it was purely anxiety but I would get these horrible stomach aches all the time and I would to the point where like I would become nauseated and I would throw up yeah I've been getting like that recently yeah and like now I look back and I'm like oh yeah that's how I, like, that just happens to me sometimes. I just get 
super bad anxiety for no reason and that's yeah. what happens is i get you know you remember the last time that happened i was like maybe you don't remember but you were with me the last time that happened where i was like i think i was at i was like should i eat this cupcake i might throw up i ate the cupcake and then i was like i do remember oh, i might throw up. i didn't end up throwing up yeah but like yeah. it just i just get such bad anxiety in the pit of my stomach and this just happens every few years for no reason Eat. which is great yeah i know how that feels yeah and it's like it's just so wild to me the fact that we went to so many like i got an endoscopy i got an upper so they i had to go i had to t- i had anesthesia and they stuck a camera down me <laughs> And they were like, and nobody was like, hmm, maybe this is just really bad anxiety. Which is so wild. And like, it was obvious I was just anxious about going to school. I had been homeschooled for three years and I was a super socially awkward kid. And I was just anxious. And so miraculously, I stopped attending public school and and it got better and I was fine. (laughs) It was like... And then the next year, I don't even know, like sixth grade, because I had completely different symptoms. But for some reason, it just is so annoying. My symptoms were completely, it was basically like, I think I honestly just had a really prolonged sinus infection, because that happens sometimes. Yeah. You know, people get a sickness and it just sticks around for a couple months. Um, I think that's probably what happened. Um, but I just remember we were, we were at this doctor and she was like, oh, do you have any history of sickness? And I was, like, talking about what I experienced the previous year. And then she was like, okay. For some reason, she got it in her head that stomach problems is what she was treating, not the current thing that I was going through. Yeah. And so then she she was, and I was like, you're not even listening. Like, this is just. Yeah. Which, like, yeah. My favorite doctor. They just (laughs) think they know better than you. And so they tell you. I mean, you're like, I know. Who would know? Yeah, that's the thing is, it's like, doctors, your job is to listen to your patients and figure out, based off of what they're telling you, what is wrong. And so many doctors are just like, oh no, I know know exactly what you're going through. Yeah, You don't even need to say anything. And everything you have told me is actually wrong. (laughs) Yeah, which... It gets into so many issues of medical, like, gatekeeping with, you know, that intersects yeah. with racism and fat phobia and, you know, sexism as well, because it's just like, these people are already primed to not listen to you, and, you know, you're trying to well, tell them. there's other issues. Like, I think I've probably mentioned it on the podcast before, but my mom has tons of health issues, mm-hmm. multiple uncurable diseases, and... Mm-hmm many of them she's had a long time and she went to so many doctors and people told her she was crazy because Mm -hmm. she looked perfectly fine she actually looks really healthy Mm -hmm. but she's has so many problems and people just wouldn't listen to her because they say you look fine you seem fine everything's fine you're good but she's like i'm not good i'm not okay and it's taken some of the things have only been diagnosed in the past half a year, which mm-hmm. is just crazy. And it's the longest standing issue. Something she's had her whole life was just diagnosed in the past half a year after the number of doctors we've been to, which is just so absurd. Yeah. And not only that, but it was the cause of most of her problems. The fact that no doctor would listen to her because the issue is like it was the thing I talked about earlier where her her ligaments are loose. So most of the time like when they she went to physical therapy multiple times but the issue is physical therapists don't know how to treat that kind of thing or to find that kind of thing they're trying to help people who are too tense which is what most people's Mm -hmm. problems are so what they were helping her with was just making her worse Mm -hmm. and so most doctors couldn't see it because they were like oh no you're doing all these perfectly fine your mobility is great you seem okay but that wasn't the issue. They just weren't they weren't listening to what she was saying and looking for the wrong things. Yeah. So I just think I have a hard time with doctors. I still trust them enough to where I'll go to one if I'm sick. Or I mean clearly I went to the ER or doctor every time I had one of those injuries. So I'm not hating on doctors. I'm just saying sometimes it takes trial and error to find yeah. the right one. Which I think is the same thing. I think another thing, we need to treat 
mental health the same as other health. And so, and it's, it works the same way. You can't just go to one therapist, have a bad experience, and then move on with your life and never get back to one. You're going to have mm-hmm. to look, find someone that fits you and helps you with your problems because people process their issues different ways and feel more comfortable with different kinds of people. So I think there's just, you got to be careful. Don't just take a doctor's word for it. Go to multiple doctors. Try and find a doctor you like after a lot of, you might get plenty of bad doctors, but just hope that you can find a good one. Yeah. And I think it's worth remembering that like doctors are people and they only know about the things that they know about. Yes. And that's, and that's not every doctor will know everything. And also they're flawed being, they aren't perfect. I know people who have like specific, you know, very specific health conditions. Um, two of my step-siblings have cystic fibrosis. Um, my former boss had um, psychogenic non-epileptic seizures and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And these are like, these are very specific health conditions that aren't yeah. known about in the general population. And it has to come down to finding the doctor who's actually educated in what you need. Um, And a lot of doctors simply aren't because they just don't get taught about those things. And so... And also, I... You know, you've got to... Playing on what you're saying. There's sometimes even, like, people considered to be the best doctor don't necessarily know everything about their self. There's still Mm going to be a lesser-known doctor that's not considered the best, but will still know more than that person on a specific subject. So going to the best doctors is not always the best for you. Yeah, and I would say finding, like, lay information online is also super helpful. Actually listening to the experiences of other people who who have experienced it for themselves, who aren't just experts about it, but who have had lived experiences is very important. Um, yes. And just in general, like taking people on their word is a good thing. <laughs> you know, and I think that's, wow. that's something that has seriously influenced like my thinking is like, oh, when people tell you things about themselves, they're not usually lying to you. They're not usually, you know, trying to, you know, make stuff up or they're not being dramatic or whatever. Normally, when they say, hey, this is what I'm going through. This they're is not just my experience. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, when we say take people for their word, that does not mean, oh, a doctor told me this, that means it must be true, because that's Mm -hmm. the opposite of what we're saying. It's more of people who have lived through something and have experienced something are more likely to know about that experience than a doctor who might not have. Yeah, and and just in general, and just in general people who've lived through something know more about it than people who have studied it from an outsider perspective and think they know. And that's applicable to a lot of things. And so anyways, yeah. moral of the story, trust doctors, but not all of them get a second opinion. And be careful. Yeah. (laughs) And don't play games that involve your fingers. (laughs) Don't write a game like a load. Um, <laughs> and always keep your else. phone don't, on you. Don't get mad about the way your mom cuts an apple. <laughs> um, and then try and cut it yourself. You're only seven. Um, what else? There's other morals here. <laughs> um, stay in school. You may become trained. Don't. And as always, Squiggle Sword is stupid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's a big. That's always the moral of this podcast. <laughs> I think, I mean, this started off as just, like, telling stories, but there are a lot of good points to be made here, and we do a lot of goofy videos. We've done a lot of fun ones, especially since we started up again, but we are trying to do some serious ones again, and Mm -hmm. I do think there are a lot of things that are good to talk about that aren't necessarily goofy or fun to talk about. This one was at least a little bit, this one's kind of entertaining, because... Some of these things were just so stupid to where they shouldn't have happened. But there is, like, typically a good moral in this kind of thing. So I just, just be careful. Yeah. Don't get benaded by doctors. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Don't smash your fingers on a basketball. Don't smash again, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And definitely don't smash. Or actually do smash it, because then you can help. In any case, if you didn't get those references, you should watch our other videos, because... 
they're good. The Demon Slayer one, which is probably the one posted just before this, maybe a couple before this, depending on when this comes out, is very good. One of my yes. favorites. You should definitely check that out. Uh, we got a bunch of links in the description. I would highly recommend you go check out our YouTube because mm -hmm. we have more on there. Yeah, as always, let's smash again. You've been Banane. Yada 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 all the things. All the things. <laughs> every of the things. But as always, as always, ka-chow. Because that's how ka we always end it. My pleasure. Let's smash again. No. <laughs> We're not adding that. I refuse. <laughs> this is against all my morals. <laughs> One day I'm gonna trick you into saying that. You probably it'll work. <laughs> it's not. It's not that difficult. I've spent too much time Chick Fil A. I'm becoming broken. Mm -hmm.